gentlemen we are back in action the flex network is here the people are waiting on us we're here um i'm on the set of uh you know football night in america with nbc uh the man up top here with me is my man cowboy cam cam say what's up to the people what's going on everybody it's it's good to be here um it's been a rough week for your man, Cowboy Cam, but I'm still here. I'm still showing my face. And uh, below me is none other <laughs> than the snowman. It, You know, to me, what it looks like, Cam, it looks like we're at a New Orleans Saints press conference waiting for the head coach or the quarterback or someone to show up. And he's not quite here. So I don't really know what's going on. I know the snowman will join us shortly. Oh, here he is. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. Oh, here he is. Oh, when the saints come marching in. Come <laughs> marching in. Oh, really, yeah. That is really good. Hey, right, snowman, that is. Uh, man, I've never heard somebody pull that off that way. That's good. What is up, everybody? <laughs> I am back. <laughs> oh yeah. So beads rocking. So the it's snowman is here. Oh man. The snowman is, of course, gloating, and he's happy because the Saints beating the Chargers on Monday Night Football, or was it Tuesday? Was it Tuesday or was it Monday? Monday. It, Monday. Was the, it was Monday. It was yeah. Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. Yeah, yes, Monday Night Football. Um. Saints beating the Chargers in overtime, which of course secured his victory oh. in our weekly pick 'em. Uh, you know, here at the Flex Network, we do our weekly picks, and he was able to uh, come out victorious with that. Closest score there took the cake. So, of course, he's happy. Oh. He's got his little Saints backdrop. He's just happy to be there. But, um, just real quick here, baby. <laughs> Real quick, let's talk about a couple of things. Number one, uh, we are the Flex Network. So if if you are viewing us, you um, you've probably seen our page somewhere, and we've shared it somewhere. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Flex Network One, uh, covering all your football needs. You can find Cowboy Cam on Twitter at Cowboy Cam Eleven. You can find him on his Facebook page, Cowboy Cam. Constantly breaking down any Dallas Cowboys news there. You can find me on Twitter at FlexMike11. 
running the Flex Network Facebook page. Um, the Snowman is our wrestling aficionado, and he is also our uh, he 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 jumps in here with me to do some things. But if you want, if you're into professional wrestling, his account is at FlexNet underscore PW Elite, going live every Thursday night. Um, and of course, you can follow us on YouTube. Um, and we appreciate any comments, any questions you have, drop them here. Christopher Buckner in Whoa, the house. Chris. What up, guys? What up, Chris? Appreciate you tuning in. Let's talk about a couple things real quick. Snowman. Um, we we are talking about some breaking news that has happened um this week. Number one being the uh the we got some comments here talking about Cowboy Cam and, you know, they're, they they don't know if he's on suicide watch or what's going on. <laughs> he's, he's had a very stressful week. But, hey, we'll oh. get into the Cowboys here in a minute when we get in the recast. But mm-hmm. number one thing I want to talk about is, you know, the Jets, the New York Jets, in all of their dysfunction, could not find a trade partner for one Le'Veon Bell. He had a $6 million cap hit left on his contract this year um so uh snow what what did you think of that whole situation with with uh, the new york jets Le'Veon bell it seems he doesn't have a suitor yet what do you think and give me a prediction of where he lands real quick yeah just you know seeing that Le'Veon bell's no longer with the jets um obviously probably had to come down to money wise for him and just not being able to you know, of course, not find a trade partner. Um, I figured he would, you know, they would have found a trade partner for him. But, of course, with uh, this, his money that he was going to get hit with on the books, again, just a whole, you know, just it sucks for him uh, that he's now a free agent. He can go sign with anyone. Um, for a spot that he could probably go and find, um... I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if I am being a homer on this, but maybe <laughs> maybe the Seahawks would pick up Mr. Bell and give him a give him no. a, a year con you know, give him the rest of the year to work on, you know, contract, you know, something. It, you know, we've seen crazier things, guys. Yeah. So true. I'm just throwing it out there for right now. Because right now, Casey is loaded. Defending champs, they're loaded. I don't, you know, maybe, what, maybe Detroit might need some some wide receivers. Maybe Indy might need some receivers. I know Dallas is loaded, you know, on the receiving end. So they're doing good right now, but, you know, in that department. So, again, anything's up in the air. Yeah, let, let's talk about that for a second because, um, first of all, shout out to my boy Michael Yeager here. He says, the real flex analyst, finally, shots fired at every other show that runs on these <laughs> airwaves on the Flex Network. Shots fired at, uh, you know, Flex Shane, Flex Matt, uh, Alan Seslowski, anyone who has ever uh, stepped foot on these airwaves here, <laughs> kind of shots fired there. But, uh, you know, our boy Michael Yeager here, he's real worried about you, Cam. He's very worried. He's, you know, he, uh, 
you know, on, on the Le'Veon Bell topic or he, you know, he seems to think that he's going to the bears. So I was, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, that too. The front runners, uh, from what we've seen, um, the Washington football team is interested, obviously, because they need a running back so bad. I mean, they've got a guy in uh, what's that guy's name? Antonio Gibson, who's 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 doing pretty well. Um, he's a football player, but it would be nice to uh, have a couple of you know you. Nowadays in the league, you don't just want one guy. You would love to have a split backfield, and uh. Some things that I'm that I'm hearing coming out of the New York Jets area, uh, that part of the country is, you know, they're wondering about the availability of him um, because he's going to clear waivers. He's he mm-hmm. no one's going to pay that six million dollar price. They don't want to pay that much, especially because we're in week five already, right? So anytime you sign a guy at this point in the season, whatever contract you give him, it's not guaranteed. So they could, any team could back out at any moment for any reason. So it's very easy for them to do that. Uh, Le'Veon Bell was signed by the former GM. And so they've been trying to get rid of him in a respectful way for the better part of a year and a half. But if you studied uh, Lev Bell the way I have, and I've watched him since he's been in the league, you understand that Lev Bell is a very uh, patient runner. He takes the handoff, he stutters behind the line of scrimmage to see where he, what hole's opening, and then he goes there. That's why he was so successful. So, Cam, you you were kind of in agreement with Snow, so tell me what you think. Where do you think he ends up? KC is, uh, has been a popular name that's come out there, but you know when it's all said and done, they don't need him. Uh, need you know, him. they've got guys. Uh, New England's always a popular name because New England, you know, don't ever put anything past Bill Belichick, but mm-hmm. I think that Seattle is a team that is always uh, they consider themselves involved in any type of trade or any type of uh, free agent acquisition. But at this point, I don't think they need him either. And so I would say, uh, if I were to guess right now, I would probably throw money on on New England. But uh, I'm not sure, Cam. What do you think about that? Um, the team that makes the most sense uh, to me is the Chicago Bears. But we all know whatever makes sense doesn't normally happen in the NFL. Uh, And so I wouldn't be surprised if you see them um, in New England. And I've also seen the Chargers on the radar. But I kind of like, even without Austin Eckler, I kind of like the Chargers run game. And so I don't think he's needed there. But, you know, I just think somebody's just going to take a chance and, you know, sign sign them for the low and get a – you know, we don't we don't really fully know how great Le'Veon Bell can be because we know the Jets organization is just bad. And like you said, he was signed by the old GM, so the new GM comes in, and then the new head coach comes in, Adam Gase, and they don't like him, like they don't want him there. And so it was it was a lose lose situation for both of the for both parties really because Adam Gase wanted offensive linemen, and he had a he got a high paid running back, you know? And so um, I don't blame Adam Gase. I uh, don't blame Le'Veon Bell for being mad at Adam Gase. You know, it's just kind of, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I really wish I could see him in Chicago. I would like that. Yeah, that would, that would be interesting. Um, another thing, 
Um, let's go ahead and run through the week five scores real quick. Cam or Snow, stop me when you want to talk about a game that, I mean, obviously we'll talk about the Seattle and the Dallas game, but if there's another game that you really want to talk about, we'll talk about that. <clears throat> the uh, the Chicago Bears beat on Thursday night football. They beat uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as some people say. <sighs> Uh, I think we got 20 first. to 19. <laughs> I think Let's we got first. Let's stop it right there. Let's stop it right there. Might Tom as well. Brady. Message for Tom Brady. Go ahead, Snow. Your age is showing, dude. Your age is showing. How you forget what down it is? How you forget? Come on, Tom. Come on. You forget what? Come on. Like, um, this is this is a thing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that I feared. How would they look when they ran up against? A defense, <laughs> and we all know the Bears' defense is legit. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know what the offense is. I have no words for for the offense just yet. But we know that Bears' defense is legit, and this is my worst fear for Tom Brady when he cut when he's going up against an elite pass rusher such as Khalil Mack, who's just unblockable. I, I don't know if you guys seen the flip, like he sacked Tom Brady and then flipped oh. a three hundred and fifty pound offensive lineman like it was nothing. So, uh, Tom, uh, he he did not he did not flip him. That was a full on judo hip toss. <laughs> Even more disrespectful. Man, uh, Khalil Mack is just amazing. But yeah, this is my worst fear for Tampa Bay, and this is the this is what you deal with when you come to the NFC itself. Like you know, he he ain't used to those elite pass rushers in the AFC like that. So, but yeah, my LOL of the week. Tom Brady forgetting what down it was on a fourth down. Come on, Tom. Come on. Exactly. Yeah, I, I got to agree with that. I mean, come on. Tom Brady is the GOAT, and yet you forget what down you're on. I mean, I can understand if you ran up, you spiked the ball, and then it's, you know, it's fourth, you know, you're on a third down, you spike it, it's fourth down, and then you play, you know, thinking, okay, we got another, we got an extra play. And then, Passing, you know, incomplete, or you ran up the middle, and it's turnover on downs, and like, wait, where's I thought is is it fourth downs? <laughs> but you throw it, and then you're, you know, like, wait, what's going on here? Did I miss something? And yeah, you missed something. You missed something. And come on, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> even more so, this would be... For instance, if you were to look up all-time bonehead plays... It's up there. You'd realize, it's up there. I it's mean, there. for the 2020 season, to say the least, for forgetting what down it is. Come on, Tom. Yep. 100%. Um, so let, let's keep it moving here. I want to talk about, I'm going to run through these games real quick. Cause we got some time that we're going to spend on the Cowboys. We're going to, we got some time. We're going to spend on the, uh, Seattle Seahawks, yeah, Minnesota Vikings game. So let's talk about a couple of these other, okay. Vikings dropped to the Seahawks 27 to 26. Seattle's down 13 to nothing at halftime. LOL. Um, they come back. Russ proves that he's the MVP front runner with his uh play there uh we move on to 
Carolina Panthers beat the Atlanta Falcons 23-16. Mike Davis is the real deal, as long as everyone knows that. Former Seahawk, <laughs> by the way. Former Bear, former 49er, almost former everything, it seems like. But he's good. Um, the snowman rocking the Raiders jersey today. He uh, yeah. the, the Raiders beat the Chiefs 40 to 32. We've been high on this podcast has been high on the Chiefs every freaking week and we're just having a hard time uh knowing when to pick them, but you know what? I would be lying to you if I told you I was I was not happy to be wrong in that game. I was so happy. Oh, Darren so Waller Dude, killed it. I think all three of us were happy to be wrong literally yeah, I, I, right i think we all said this last week that it was a business decision yeah, that yeah. we were going to go with kc pick you know winning on they you know the raiders but we were kind of you know we would not be mad if we lost that pick Wait, I agreed. yeah so happy. then we move we move to the uh the Cardinals beating the Jets 30, 30 to 10 wasn't much of a game. Um, Eagles uh, lose to the Steelers 38 to 29. But le- ladies and gentlemen, that game was close. That game was and it was entertaining. Let me tell you something. When the Eagles get healthy, they're going to be something that you're going to have to pay attention to. And then number two, um, if there's any Steelers fans out there who are t- tuning in, um, the Steelers are not as good as their record says they are. They really haven't played anybody yet. They still have to play Baltimore twice. They have to play Cleveland twice, Cincinnati twice. Baltimore's not getting blown out. Cleveland's not getting blown out. Cleveland might lose, and that's fine. And Cincinnati might lose both of those games, and that's fine. But, but you said Ravens. They're gonna give the Steelers a run for their money. Do you have a dead Raven right there? Is that is that what we're talking about? I mean, it is the season of hunting, and it is my Raven. That's really convenient. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a Raven over here. Okay. You know what, Anyway, I'm I'm gonna take offense to that. The Steelers are the real deal, okay? The Steelers are legit. Oh, my God. Okay. Steelers are legit. Because the one thing about the Eagles that I was I could rest my hat on was that defense. And that defense had no answer for that Steelers offense. But oh, the Eagles offense. I, I agree with you, Cam. I agree with you uh, completely. But in a, in a world where... The Eagles are very injured. I mean, they've pretty much been injured for the last two years, nonstop. Everyone's yep. injured, whether it's Carson Wentz or all of the Eagles receivers. Like the Eagles, the, the Eagles' offensive weapons cannot get on the field to save their life, right? So, yep. um, so the the situation here is, I just, um, okay, Michael Yeager here says if they're so good, um, they let us. Uh, a scrub group of wide receivers and aging tight end um, score so much on them. And and there's a lot of truth there. There's a lot of truth there. Um, If Alshon Jeffrey were to catch a pass on any team that wasn't a bottom five defense, I would just be like, dude, what in, what in the world are you guys doing? You know, because they're, 
they're not good, you know, plain and simple. Um, and so the Steelers, that's why I say they're, uh, you know, they're leaving some meat on the bone, as they might say here in Texas. So, um, so you, you want to see them. I mean, obviously, they got some great things going. I think Big Ben is kind of suspect because he doesn't really know who he's, who he's throwing to from week to week. But we'll, we'll see what happens. That's the great thing about the NFL. We got a lot of weeks to play. We don't have to. We don't have to just make up our mind after week five. So, mm-hmm. Steelers uh, score late, beat the Eagles thirty-eight to twenty-nine. Rams take care of Washington thirty to ten. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Ravens beat the Bengals twenty-seven to three in the first actual legit blowout by. Uh, by the Bengals that I mean, they finally, they finally lost the game in a fashion where you're like, Oh, this is how bad teams should lose games. 27 to three, you know, you lose by 24 points. You would consider that a blowout. Um, so move on. Uh, Texans take care of the Jaguars 30 to 14. Kim got that game, right? He was all over that one. Uh, Jaguars struggled to move the ball big time. In one of the big upsets of the week, the Dolphins take care of the 49ers, 43-17. to 17. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo benched in this game. He was horrendous. He was not horrendous. Uh, he was terrible. He's never been a good quarterback. I don't care what anybody says. Wait, um, wait. He sit off of that defense and running game. I don't – I'm not even going to – we'll talk about wait, that later when we get wait, to the 49ers no, next game. Mike, just wait. Hold on. Look here. Jimmy G's all right, but I'm gonna just say this: his ankle was not ready. Like he, he, he literally he couldn't put any weight on that ankle to throw off of. And I don't know why Sean, uh, no, uh, Kyle Shanahan started Jimmy G. Like there's no way in practice he thought Jimmy G's ready. Like no way. And so, man, maybe if they don't start Jimmy G, they possibly have a shot and being better in that game. But he threw two interceptions so early in the game that the team was just flat after that. Um, but oh yeah, I, I'm right, I'm right there with you, Cam. I think that I think that you know Jimmy Garoppolo has always been a bus driver type of quarterback. He hasn't been like when you watch guys like uh, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the truly elite guys that can throw the football, and when they come to the line of scrimmage, you're like, "Crap, what are we doing?" You know, we need to make sure that, and and if we're not in the, we're not lined up the way we want to be, we need to burn a timeout right now because we this guy's going to kill us. Jimmy G was never that guy. I don't even think he was ever that guy in college, for that matter. Who was that guy? But Hold on, wait a I minute. Was, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't take the Jimmy G slander because. He was one of the guys that I predicted would be pretty solid in the NFL. So I'm not going to take the slander because he broke all of Tony Romo's college passing records. Yeah, who cares? Um, <laughs> college college is so different because a lot of teams don't run a pro-style offense. They're not asked to do a whole lot. It's, it's first read, second read, third read. If not, tuck it, run, or uh, throw it away or whatever. You know, it, it's, it's real quick type stuff which is why a lot of guys struggle when they get to the nfl but anyway um uh, if, if i were to rank on. jimmy g 
Hold on. Go ahead. I'm going to let you have it here in a second. So okay. if I were to rank Jimmy G, Cam, I would put Jimmy G somewhere between 22 and 32, which is not Damn. anywhere close to the top half. And he's definitely just barely serviceable. And I, and I fully agree with that. He's serviceable. But you have to remember about the 49ers team that you saw in the Super Bowl last year. They were smothering opponents with their D-line. They don't have that this year. Their starting front four are all on IR or out for the season, surgery for whatever. So he has been looked at a little bit different. Um, they're, they're starting left tackle in San Francisco. He's not having a good season. Nope. Um, the running game isn't as effective as it was last year. Nope. You know, this is the NFL. You you cannot roll out with the same thing every single season and expect to be successful because mm -hmm. the league will adjust to you. You also you always have to bring a new wrinkle to the field, and if you don't bring it, then then teams are going to figure you out. So, Snow, I'll turn it to you. I know you got something to say, Snow. What's up? Well, I mean. The Niners playing against the Dolphins. The Dolphins this year has been more playing like a thorn in people's sides. They're kind of not necessarily playing for, I want to say, looking like they're a dominant team. They're looking like that team is going to be an issue. You look at them and you think, oh, we're, we're going to take these guys light, you know, maybe a little lightly. They've been struggling for years, but they always seem to for some reason play a team that looks you know they may be looking good maybe you know decent and then they just are that big thorn in the side of teams and they upset them or they give them something of a surprise yeah i mean heck dolphins 43 to 17 17 on the niners the most points scored for miami since week seven of 2015 that is a long time that is man that's a lot of points but but yeah. cam let's because i cam i know you and i both agree on this the man coaching in miami right now for the dolphins brian flores is baby. The, he's the real deal yeah do we both agree on that brian flores is so, the real deal so, so Chris Buckner here says it's Fitz magic guys. I would I say this. Say I ain't gonna say that. I would it's say 50, 50. Yeah, yeah, I would I, say, yeah. I, no, it's 50, 50, right? Half the time you get Fitz tragic and the other <laughs> half you get Fitz magic. Yep. Right. You've seen it plenty magic. of times. They're down 17. It's the middle of the third quarter and, Fitzpatrick comes out there. He's like, let me throw three dimes real quick. Get us back in this game. <laughs> you know, we're we're down by three when we were just down by 17 or something like that, you know? So that's yeah. always something important to remember. <laughs> but let's let's keep moving through these games, uh, finish these games out. Um, Giants lose to the Cowboys 37 to oh. 34. Oh. Uh, Dak Prescott in that game, oh. uh, compound fracture and dislocation of his ankle. Very nasty, gruesome injury. People with weak stomachs look away, look away. Um, but Dak, you know what? Dak was carrying that team the whole game. Andy Dalton came in and, you know, he did his thing. He did what he needed, the minimum that he needed to do to win. I mean, the Cowboys were in position to win that game. But you know what? 
leave it to the Dallas Cowboys to uh, to help a team. Sorry, I don't want to say the Dallas Cowboys. Leave it to the Dallas. Listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Oh, there he goes. Flex Mike. Flex Mike is on the microphone. Okay, listen to what I'm saying. Leave it to the Dallas Cowboys defense to allow a team that not only doesn't score touchdowns, but a team that struggles to score 10 points to allow them to get back on track and score 34 in one game. Dallas literally has to kick a last second field goal to beat the Giants. Should they have, I mean, listen, in given all situations, with Dak Prescott's injury and how tragic that is. And you know what? So many kudos and so much respect for Dak Prescott during the week um, with all of these injuries and with all of those, you know, with just everything that's going on. Um, It was good to see the Cowboys win this game. They should have won by a lot more. They should have actually lost this game because you lose a guy like Dak Prescott you look at it and you yeah. say, man, dude, I could see a lot of, I could see a lot of teams in the NFL that dude, imagine if the Seahawks lost Russell Wilson, like what, you know, where backup is whoa, Gino whoa, Smith, whoa, dog. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, and so, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. I know. Listen, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying in all situations, in all situations, the uh, the the Cowboys should have lost that game because they lost yeah. their leader. Yeah. Um. Their their spirit was crushed in that time, but they they rallied. They find they found a way to win the game, and good for them. Me, um. But go. I'll say nothing but prayers and support going out to Dak. I don't ever want to see a guy uh, get hurt like that because he is such a good guy and he's such a competitor and all those things. Um, but, but Snow, I'm going to let you go um, for a minute, and then we're going to go to Cam because I know Cam's got a lot of things to say about this game. Oh, oh yeah. No, I know. We're going to unleash the, the cowboy on the, on this cast for this. But <laughs> to say the least with, you know, yeah, they should have lost this game because, you know, with Dak going down. However, if you remember, who is their backup quarterback? Who's their who's their who's their backup quarterback? And adults. The red rifle. The red, red rifle, rifle, baby. Yes. So while I wanna say, you know, I, I wanna play this because be patient. Just wait. They will not let you down. They are an accident waiting to happen. I'm not going to say it that, you know, as in, you know, with enthusiasm with that, because they actually have a quarterback, a known quarterback in their back pocket that they could break that obviously now they have to use. And he is a proven commodity as a quarterback in the national football league. This is not just someone like a first year draft pick out of, you know, out of Louisiana or Alabama, someone, mm-hmm. um, or someone that's been, you know, just going through the league. And, of course, with this quote. Don't care that they have a third-string quarterback. All you need is a warm body to t- turn around and hand the ball off and play defense. Yeah, from Mr. Mike himself. He's not someone like that. Oh, my God. But this is a, a quarterback that has experience and has handled the pressure of going to playoffs and p- prevailing. So – Offense is they can breathe a little bit. The defense, on the other hand, 
they are an accident waiting to happen. And it's just, they, they, they survived. Literally survived Snow? this game. Sir Snow, let me stop you right now. <laughs> yes. Listen, as, as one of the two founders of this here channel and these airwaves... Are are you taking a out of context quote that I said and using it against me in any type of situation? Because are you so I just want to know what that quote is from and what was I talking about the Cowboys? I think you I think you were no that was the Raiders. Oh, that works as well too. It was the it was the Raiders slash no, actually, it was for the Denver because they were on the rotating of their third string quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Okay. Oh, (laughs) but I knew I would find Uh, a reason for that. You know what? (laughs) You know what, Snow? I'm gonna let you have that one. I'm gonna let you have that one just because you got me so good that it actually brought a smile to my face. And I know Cam just soaking it up and loving it. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, let you I'm, have it, I'm but crying. you know what? You know what? You if you're a Cowboys fan, you can't be mad at any anything Andy Dalton did. You can't be mad at a single thing, dude. He put you in position to win the game. Okay, wait a minute. He threw wait. it. He threw I'm it to the dudes. He threw it to the dudes that make the plays. Right? We won't talk about the disappearance of Amari Cooper. But rather than that, I want to talk about the emergence. I want to talk about the emergence of Michael Gallup, who proved that he's like, man, I'm the I'm the dude on this team. And he's proven it. You know, give him give him the targets. Give him all that. You keep coming to him. He's going to make it happen outside of a BS offensive pass interference call. But anyway, Cam, I'm a roll with you. Let me let me know. Give me a couple thoughts on the game. What you thought? I mean, obviously your heart's broken. You're completely devastated by all of this. I understand that, but I just want to know how you feel, where you're at. Uh, you know, our little outlook on the season, kind of what's going on. So just unload on us. So bad, so <laughs> bad. Like, okay. Thank you. Dak Prescott threw a pick six off his back foot trying to get the ball to Zeke, and it just sails over his head. And, you know, that's a pick six. Minus that, though. Yeah, minus that, in which we actually got a scoop and score, so those cancel each other out. We still allowed over 28 points. No, yeah, we still allowed 28 points from the defense. To the New York Giants. A team that could not score touchdowns. And I and I made sure I put emphasis on this last week. I said, if they score over 20, we are in trouble. And we were in trouble because they ran a fake field goal that should have been a touchdown. I don't know how that ref threw that flag on Cameron Fleming because I barely seen him move. He barely moved. He wasn't set. I give him that. He wasn't set, but barely. And it took seven points off the board. A lot of people are like, Andy Dalton put us in position to win the game. Andy Dalton had a fumble that gave the Giants seven points. That gave – so it tied the game when it didn't even need to be tied. We would have been running the clock out, moving the ball down the field, but we decided to fumble the ball. 
So yeah, Andy Dalton, you better go. You better go get us in field goal range and take out the Giants. But I just I'm happy that Andy Dalton's our quarterback. I I, I said it. He's the, one of the best backups in the league. Him and uh, him and Jameis. They're one of their, you know, they're two of the best backups in the league. I don't know if he can overcome how bad this this defense is, though. You know, can he pull a Dak Prescott and ra- and rally off twenty four points in a fourth quarter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. It's not. It's not something that's just easy. That's why. Like, that's what makes Dak Prescott so so great because he makes it look easy, but it's not easy. It's not something you see quarterbacks just do. So. Um, yeah, Cowboy fans, don't be mad at if Andy Dalton makes a mistake. You know, be glad that Andy Dalton Andy Dalton's gonna do whatever he can to make to try to win the game. He's gonna do whatever he can, but he'll feast on these NFC teams, NFC East teams coming up. Um, but Colin Murray this week is gonna have a field day with us. They're gonna have a field day. Hopkins is gonna eat us alive, all right. They're going to they're gonna do whatever they want to do. A lot of y'all are saying Jalen Smith had a great game. No, Jalen Smith ran up against the offense that he knew. He knew uh, Jason Garrett's offense. So he was able to look good. But when you run misdirection, Jalen Smith has no idea what he's doing. And so that is what Arizona is going to come out. They're going to run a whole bunch of misdirection. This Cowboys team is not in a good position. We're not in a good position. But – Hey, we're going to – hey, Cowboy fans, hey, Dallas Cowboys for life, baby. Yeah, uh, th- that's an issue. Um, just because it's one of those situations where, um, like you said, the you know, Jalen Smith is very familiar with, with that offense. He's been practicing against it since he came into the league. Um, but uh, you know, Cam, I really agree with you when you talk about Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton is the best backup in the National Football League right now. I take him yep. over Jameis Winston just yep. because oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andy, Andy Dalton isn't prone to throwing the interceptions that Jameis Winston is, and so yep. um, and he's and he's just of uh, as good as a passer as Jameis Winston. Um, yep. And it's it's just one of those things, right? If you're down 24 in the fourth quarter or down 30 in the fourth quarter, Andy Dalton's not bringing you 24 from 24 <laughs> down. Like, just plain and simple. So there's a reason Dak was the starter and Andy Dalton was the backup. Although, in comparison to other teams' backups, look at the Seahawks, for example. Would you rather have Geno Smith or Andy Dalton? Give me Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton all day. Yeah. And so um, really wouldn't really isn't a question, shouldn't be a question, but – here we are. Let's keep it rolling. That game's over, so let's just go ahead and um, and roll to the couple games here. Uh, Saints beat the Chargers as we talked about earlier, thirty to twenty-seven. Final in overtime. Drew Brees continues to make himself look super old week after week. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is the, the real deal. But I'll say one thing about this game is you you didn't realize in this game that they were missing Michael Thomas as much. I think they're starting to adjust life yeah. without him. Um, I mean, which he'll be back pretty soon. He, he'll probably be back next week, honestly. But um, and then the Titans beat the Bills forty-two to sixteen, and Josh Allen's MVP hopes died in that game because you'll never see Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers lose a game like that. So that their MVP 
MVP hopes are long gone. <laughs> yep, that, that about sums it up. Um, so, you know, Derrick Henry uh, stiff-armed Josh Norman into another uh, universe. I don't even know. He's probably still floating out there in space right now. No one even knows where he is. Um, I said this years ago when, when Josh Norman had that one good Pro Bowl year in Carolina. I said he's a one-hit wonder. Went to Washington for three or four years. Was garbage, as I knew. The best thing he ever did was play the middle games with OBJ and got him out of his game. Josh Norman's not a good athlete. He's not a good corner. None of those things. He just, he's a guy, okay? And so they got them there. Like I said, Derrick Henry stiff-farmed him into another galaxy. Um, the Titans really proved that they're the real deal in the AFC. Oh, yeah. I oh, watched yeah. that game from start to finish. They proved that they're they're big time. And that um, I was doubting them because I was like, man, they got a lot of COVID issues, uh, all these things going on. And so I, I don't know if they're really focusing on the, on the game that they're going to play. But you know what? He absolutely, the, the Tennessee Titans were absolutely focused on whoever they had to play. They were not worried about any of that COVID stuff. And so, you know, I'll be the first to admit it. You know, I'll tell you one thing. Cam on the Cowboy Cam Facebook page this week, he was willing to admit, hey, I've, I'll have i admit when I'm wrong. I was 100% wrong on Justin Herbert. That's what you said. You said I was wrong, and, and, and there's no problem admitting that. Let me tell you about who I was wrong on. I was wrong on Josh Allen. I saw a strong arm. I saw that was that was pretty much it. I'm like, you played at Wyoming. You didn't, you know, you didn't play against anybody. And so, you know, I'm sitting there looking, and I'm like, you know, Josh Allen is not the real deal. I'll tell you, last night he didn't really look like he was that good. But I'll say that there's a lot more pieces to that. Um, they oh, couldn't. Yeah. Tennessee did what they wanted when they're on offense. There's there's no stopping them. They didn't have anybody to tackle Derrick Henry. They didn't have anybody to stop uh, Jonu Smith or, or A.J. Brown, for that matter. They did what they wanted. Um, A.J. Brown so, was Yeah, he was killing it last night. So, oh. you know, yeah. it's expected. When he's when he's at the top of his game, he's he's a D.K. Boom. Metcalf caliber receiver. They played on the same team at Ole Miss. They killed it. Go ahead, yeah. Snow. The fact that Tennessee laid an, literally an ass-whooping size – <laughs> wood whooping on the Bills, a team that we all thought, you know, was just rolling with Josh Allen, and to come out and the Titans, this is this kind of has a feel of the Titans are just the owners of the Bills. I mean, I would say ever since the miracle uh, in the playoffs, uh, the miracle mile on that one, yo, you know, wait, years that ago, that was against yeah. the Bills. Yeah, that was. That was against the Bills. That no. the miracle. There are no flags on the field. Oh, or my it was God. supposed to be a it looked like it was a forward pass, but it was ruled a you know, it was a backwards pass, and he just ran. And it Look was against the Bills all those years ago. So I just feel like the Titans have owned the Bills for so long. I, I just feel that's just crazy. And the fact that they're four and oh for the first time or second time in their franchise history, and their first time was back in 08. So it, it's when, been some. It's been 12 years. Young. That was when Vince yep. Young. That was 12 years ago. 
Shout so, out to Vince Young if you're out there. Yeah. Shout out to you. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's just crazy. And, of course, I, I, I think we have to nominate this also as our <laughs> that stiff arm. I mean, literally, he was just shoved into the twilight zone. And he, he dude, they turned oh, they turned him oh, sideways. As much as everyone made fun of Earl Thomas last year when he was playing for the Ravens, getting turned around and stiff armed by Derrick Henry, this was so much worse. This was uh, this so much worse because this. not only did Josh Norman go for the tackle by himself, but he jumped and then Derrick Henry stiff armed him and he was turned sideways midair. I don't know if you saw the memes or the gifts or any of those things that came out today uh, based off of that game, but it was absolutely crazy. Um, and, and, and it was, dude, it was so entertaining. But uh, let's for that okay, man. For that let's, man. Basically, well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> it was this yeah. Okay, yeah, Snow. That's a, that's let's go ahead. One. Snow, get your pen and pad out. It's time for flex picks for Let's the week as we roll as we roll into week six. Go oh. ahead and drop that flex picks in there. Um, let's go. Uh, let's see. Sunday is there not a Thursday night football? There, uh, yeah, no there Thursday is night. no, no Thursday, Thursday. There's no Thursday night, but we do have a doubleheader for Monday this week okay well we'll take it we'll take it so let's go ahead sunday we got the houston texans taking on the tennessee titans on cbs oh, 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 noon <laughs> noon noon here 10 o'clock pacific northwest time tennessee favored by three i think that's a little disrespectful in tennessee's in, in tennessee's way um, I'll start first. I think Tennessee wins this game double digits easy. Um, I don't know if there's really anyone in, uh, Houston that thinks that that's a situation. Um, but anyway, so Houston Oilers go and move to Tennessee to become the Tennessee Titans. And then years later, you have the Houston Texans pop up as an expansion franchise. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of blood spilled here. And so there's, you know, franchise against franchise um, rivalry going on, but snow, go ahead and mark me down for Tennessee. I don't think there's a chance in hell that Houston stops Tennessee, and I'll flip it over to Cam. Cam, who do you got in this one? Give me Tennessee. I don't. Um, I, I know I picked y'all last week, Houston, but yeah, now nah, Tennessee for the roll over, y'all. Yep. Okay, Snow. What about you? Oh uh, yeah, I think we're all swords up this week. I mean, Tennessee <laughs> one is one of the two undefeated AFC teams. I do not see them losing this week against a Houston team who is struggling badly this year. So, swords up. Okay, let's keep it moving. We're going to go Baltimore, or sorry, uh, Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Bengals sitting at 1-3-1, and one one loss, or sorry, one win, three losses, one tie, and taking on the Colts, who are 3-2, and Indy favored by seven and a half points. Snowman, who do you have in this one? Well, if history has 
proven for myself that I I, I could reach for the bag, but I, I don't really want to this week because we all it I me mean, as much as I want to even play don't play, you, you know, hit hit the tune, but don't you do I, it. I, I wanna but but of course I don't want to because the Colts look a lot better than them Cincy Bengals. So give me them Colts. Okay, Cam, what about you? Who do you got? Indy or Cincinnati? Hey, dude, these is my these are two of my, my 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 ride or die teams right here. But uh, you know, the Colts let me down last week. They had a chance to win it. Uh, but I'm gonna ride with the Colts this week. Uh, unleash Jonathan Taylor. Keep just keep just keep giving Jonathan Taylor the ball. Oh my gosh. Okay, you know that's probably pretty smart. Uh, so we are gonna keep it rolling here. Let's um, see. We got pick, the man? zero. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought I. Oh, my bad. My bad. My I didn't you say my pick. You're like just, you were trying hey. to avoid this pick, like it was. You no, know. I'm really not because to me it's a no-brainer. I'm gonna take Indy in this one. I think they're just okay. they're clicking. Defense is rocking. They get very good defense. Um, okay. you now know, we can go th- to the next pick. Indy, Indy. I think Indy takes care of business pretty easily by at least seven. Um, anyway, let's keep it rolling. You got the zero and five Falcons taking on the Minnesota Vikings, who are sitting Somebody at one and four. Minnesota is a four point favorite. I will start on this one. Give. This one's so hard. <laughs> we we were t- we were talking off air earlier about about I I made a comment about I would love to see a record of NFL teams who have fired their coach in the middle of a season and then the very game after they fired their coach it seems like the team that just fired their coach always wins unless they were up against a juggernaut and I believe I said out of a hundred games, I would say that they were 75 and 25. So like, you know, big time favorites. And so it's real hard for me because I'm like, man, the Falcons just fired their coach. They fired Dan Quinn. They fired their GM. They're sitting there at 0 and 5. They have all the talent in the world on offense. And they're and they're not really injured outside of Julio Jones. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, who do I pick? The Falcons are 0 and 5. Minnesota's 1 and 4. I don't even remember who Minnesota beat. That's how funny this is. Uh, I can actually tell you because I have the past weeks. It uh, doesn't matter they... who they beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, nice, Dwayne nice the Rock, Rock Johnson right is in the house. Yeah. <laughs> the um, um, I, man, this is so hard. I'm going to have to take Minnesota, dude. They beat. Uh, dude. They nope, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to roll with Minnesota though. As 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 Snowman looks Houston. that up, I'm gonna have to roll. Oh yeah, Houston, they beat, another they winless Houston. team. They they were both winless at the time, so of so course that, they that beat was Houston. two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm not gonna go with them. I think they're gonna fall to zero and six, and I'm gonna roll with the Minnesota Vikings in this one. Uh, Dalvin Cook injured his groin against Seattle this last week. Um, 
So we'll see how healthy he is. But that kid Madison that came in, (laughs) he didn't miss a step. I mean, you're talking about Seattle. You're talking about Seattle, a team that was uh, a team that was top three in stopping the run. They really struggled. Dalvin Cook was a real problem when he was in the game. Mm-hmm. Madison came in and he continued to be a real problem. Also, Cam, I want to throw this out there. They were up by uh, they were up by five, right? They go yeah. for it on fourth down uh, instead of kicking the field goal to ma- to to make it that because Cam, you know this, right? You're up by five. You kick the field goal. Now you're up by eight, right? Kick the field goal. You can't score then. You can't score any more than eight points in any one possession, right? Exactly. So like that. So they can't beat you. At best, they're gonna tie you. But of course, they go for it. They get shut down, and then Russell Wilson doing all his Russell Wilson magic That's and just me. being, just being clutch and just being the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He just killed it, dude. He's just unstoppable. I posted on my Facebook that the the gif of Denzel Washington, like, you know, putting his hand on his chest, like, Ooh, you know, that was a close (laughs) one. You got me, you know, and then smiling because you know, you won, but at the same time, you're just like, man, I was borderline heart attack there, you know, but you know, I, I can't, I just can't roll with Atlanta right now. No, there's, not, some, no. th- there's something with Matt Ryan that makes me uncomfortable because uh, Julio Jones is struggling because he's got some hamstring issues and Calvin Ridley is hot and cold. The first mm-hmm. three weeks of the season, he was on fire. The last two, he's not been good. Um, so I'm going to have to roll with Minnesota in this one. Um, Mike Zimmer's a defensive head coach. He knows how to create a defensive game plan. Minnesota yeah. is, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. So we'll see what happens there. But, Cam, go ahead and tell me who you got in this one. Minnesota or Atlanta, Minnesota favored by four. I'm going to go Minnesota. They should be able to do whatever they want to do on offense, really. Like, Kirk Cousins shouldn't have a bad game. And I think as long as Kirk Cousins doesn't play terrible, they got a shot. You know, they, they should take care of business. So, um yeah, give me give me Minnesota over those Falcons. Just don't. I just can't trust Atlanta right now. I see he muted his mic. There yeah, go. sorry about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, who'd you, who'd you go with that one so I can keep track? Uh, Minnesota. Sorry, Minnesota. Minnesota in that one. Yeah, I think we're on the same page there. It's just like it's really hard to trust. Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Uh, Snow, you're back in the house. We both we both went Minnesota. Um, we don't trust Atlanta. So who do you got in this one? Minnesota or Atlanta? Oh, give me the give me the Vikings. I don't trust Atlanta. Oh, they are 0 and 5. They're gonna go to 0 and 6. I would not be surprised. Let me let me just say this right here, right now. I would not be surprised if the Falcons joined the Detroit Lions nah. and nah. go over this year. Nah. They're not that bad. No, they're Lose not that every bad. game. I would not be surprised. I'm just saying. I yeah. would not be surprised if that yeah. happens. 
because nah. Detroit going zero and sixteen is legendary. Oh, you mean I mean, we, you we mean historically? We all knew. You mean it was historically? Coming, I I yeah. thought you were talking about the Lions no, being no, no, winless no. this year. That's definitely no, not I'm, the case. Yeah, but, I'm saying this year. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. this season that the Falcons will join the Detroit Lions at the zero and seventeen losing streak. They will not win a game this year. I it, I have a feeling that they might do that because just because of how they are playing and that's a legendary that. feat so yep so you, yeah, you go minnesota you go mm-hmm. minnesota then right yes okay okay um cam did you have something to say about that oh no i just think uh atlanta's too talented to go oh for like detroit had no talent at all we knew they were gonna go oh for oh, yeah I, I think I yeah. think Matt Ryan Matt Ryan's too good of a quarterback to not at least win one game, you know. And yeah, I agree with that. I agree. But remember, this is 2020. <laughs> anything is possible. Anything possible. This, this this it's any given Sunday, Monday, Thursday. We literally this could be the craziest season bar none, and we could see. Team number two at the zero and seventeen mark. Snow, snow. That reminds me. That reminds me of all these sound bites that you have, and all the crazy little sound bites you're dropping (laughs) us for future podcast notes. You need to cue up the Kevin Garnett Boston (laughs) Celtics winning the winning the NBA title. Anything is possible. Yeah, we're gonna need that for for future episodes. But anyway, yeah, let's I, keep it moving. Okay. Uh, I'll um, this this next this this next game uh, is interesting because you have the Denver Broncos taking on the New England Patriots. New England is favored by nine and a half points. But one thing I want to bring to everyone's attention is this week Drew Locke actually returned to practice, so we oh. don't know if he's going to play. What? It's, let me let, it's, me, let me sit up. Wait a minute. Let me sit up yeah, for this one. Yep. Yep. You know, Cam, we're talking about the same. We're talking about the same Drew Locke that knows all the young jock songs. You know, he's singing yeah. the lyrics on the sideline. He's the most. He's the most culturally accepted white boy in the history of white boys. <laughs> he's singing young jock. He's singing young thug. He knows all the little boosy lyrics sitting on the sideline. You know, I love for, it. <laughs> for all our for all our Texas boys, he knows all the zero songs. He's on the sideline. He's just dropping it. He's throwing up all the signs. He's doing what he's got to do. He knows. OK, but, but hey, we're in a hey, situation a here. Hey, that's, that's a bad, a bad man. You know what? He's his boys will go fight for him no matter what. But let me tell you this. New England's favored by nine and a half points. We don't know even if Cam Newton's coming back. We have no idea. He practiced. He practiced today. Mm-hmm. Yep, he was. Oh, practiced. he did practice today. Yeah, he practiced. Okay, today, well, if yeah. he's practiced, it's over then. If yeah, he's practiced over. already, if he's practiced already, the game is over. Because I think we can all agree when Cam Newton is in the game as the starting quarterback in comparison to Drew Locke potentially being in the game, no one really knows. Yeah. I, I think it's a little lopsided at that point, but I'll yeah. go ahead and, and, and I'll go first on this one. I'm going to say uh, the Patriots take care of the Broncos 
by six points. Um, I I think Patriots over Broncos, but I would not be shocked if Drew Lock if Drew Lock starts. If Drew Lock were to beat them, I would not be surprised. But uh, Cam, let's go you next. Who you got in this one? Uh, give me the Patriots. I'll take the nine. Um, you're right. I I I, ho- I wish they didn't start. Don't start Drew Lock this week. Like not against the Patriots. Not against Bill Belichick. Because uh, he just makes he makes young quarterbacks look foolish, you know. Um, so not the, don't start Drew Lock this week. But I'm not gonna lie, if that full Denver Broncos arsenal was there with Cortland Cortland Sutton and Drew Lock, oh man, I'd love it. Also, um, what's the running back name? Uh, Melvin Gordon, DWI. Uh, also was speeding, yeah. 70, like going 75 in like a 30 mile power uh speed zone so yeah we, we don't know if he'll be playing this week so we'll, we shall see but yeah give it to patriots yeah it, melvin gordon uh pulled over dui uh driving while under the influence um was speeding at the same time um in in the perfect world denver i was talking to a buddy about this earlier if if you're looking at the denver broncos on paper you would say okay Drew Locke's my quarterback, and uh, Melvin Gordon's my starter. Philip Lindsay's my third down back. And at worst, at absolute worst, Royce Freeman is my goal line back. But you see Melvin Gordon constantly checking out of the game, Philip Lindsay checking in, Royce Freeman checking in. There's a big running back kind of uh, thing going on there, a big circle of players. So no one really knows what's going on. But now with this DUI stuff, it looks like uh, Melvin Gordon might not be in the picture this weekend. So um, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, it is. Um, they got that kid Booker as well that's in Denver. Um, so we'll see what happens. But Snow, hmm. who you got in this one? Hmm. Tough choice. Tough choice. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Who am I going to go with? Who? 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 Oh. <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm going to Boston because <laughs> I'm picking the Pats. Uh, as they are 5-0, and or sorry, they have won five straight home games against Denver, including the playoffs. I'm rolling with the Pats. Okay, we all go New England across the board, and now we move to one of the most garbage games of the week. I'm talking the Washington football team taking on the New York football giants. New York's favored by two and a half, which means the score is probably going to be 10 to 7. But um, it depends which direction you want to go. Cam, who do you have in this one? And I'm eager where your brain's at, where your mind's at, because I'm just NFC East on NFC East crime in the house. <laughs> where are you at? Well, it's going to be a good game because it's a divisional game, and we always play each other tough. Um, if Dwayne Haskins was starting for Washington, I would probably go Washington, but no, nope. Washington wanted to start Kyle Allen and how'd that go? Terrible. And then we had to throw Alex Smith in the game and watch him get sacked. Uh, what, like six times? Like, good Lord, Washington. Well, I'd rather, I'd rather you give Dwayne Haskins the, the playing time to make him a trade asset 
than send them home and not have them at the game at all. And then you're a starting quarterback getting knocked out in the first quarter. I'm so, oh, I'm so sick of Washington. I'm tired of y'all. Uh, Ron Rivera, not really, uh, but um, prayers out to you. But give me give me the Giants. Um, I think that they'll take what they did against Dallas and kind of feed off of that. And I just don't trust the quarterback situation with Washington. I feel you. Snow, who you got in this one? Uh, this one is going to be a real tough one. Um, do we know on who their starting quarterback is for the Roosters? Watch McCollins. Haven't heard of Pete. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Oh, okay. Until further okay. notice. Okay. So with that in my head, the fact that this, I mean, of course, this game is just going to be the pick of the week literally we this is just going to yep. be a trash uh cowboy you might want to go grab that fire extinguisher because the, the the nfc lease fire is starting to get out of control in that dumpster but i'm gonna mm-hmm. let it slide i'm gonna let it slide <laughs> hey you're the nfc east you know person <laughs> in this so you have, the, you have the keys to that dumpster right now that's out back Facts. So, so with that being said um yeah, this is just going to be a battle of the NFC least favorite teams that are struggling. Um, I will stay with, I mean, while the Giants did look good, look good against that Dallas team, even before, Everybody. even before the DAC injury, they look good. Yeah, they look, it was a good game. <laughs> yeah, it was a good game. Up until you know that injury, and then you know after everything afterwards, you know. But uh, it's just one of those things where you can flip a coin, and either way, you're gonna lose. I'm just waiting to hear this pick. Yeah, either way, you're mm-hmm. gonna flip a coin. We're gonna flip a coin. And it's like you're gonna lose either way. But uh, give me. I, I'm still. You know what? I'm still on the on the what call it train. Yeah, do it. And it it is the train is rolling on this whatchamacallit. So give me DC. I'll even do it again. (laughs) Whatchamacallits are rolling right now as they're gonna roll over the Giants. Yeah, I need that. Need I need that New York. Okay. You know what, Snow? Play that one more damn time in this. Oh yeah. I need it. I need we're here, Alex Smith, for the dub over the Giants. <laughs> the Giants are going to roll back. The Giants are going to roll back to their uh, to, to their zero and five, zero and six, zero and whatever the heck they are these days. Washington's coming out on top. I believe in my boy Alex Smith with his surgically repaired skin and body parts from all other places in the body. I don't even care what it is. Alex Smith for the dub. The <laughs> offensive line creates a little bit of time for him, just enough, because we all know this, Cam. You know as the NFC East, outside of an atrocious defense that uh, Dallas has, uh, New York actually has a somewhat a good defense. decent defense. That was a good defense, damn it. And so <clears throat> if it, all they got to do is score 13 points. Washington scores 13 points. They'll win the game because uh, we all know that New York can't score more than 10 points unless they're playing Dallas. 
Um, and so we <laughs> we know what I, the deal is. I feel like that's so right. That's so right. Yeah, <laughs> we know what the deal is here. Give me, give me Alex Smith rolling through, taking care of business with a big day from Terry McLaurin in the house. Okay, okay. Before we go to any too further, because I have this, you know, I'm having this question, you know, just pop into my brain because while we've been talking, you know, the last uh, with the Falcons going, you know, possibly maybe going that zero and sixteen. Uh, record or sorry, Owen 17. Do we all think is there is the giant the the New York teams right now, as we're sitting here at week six or going into week six, do we believe that the New York teams could go for that legendary milestone milestone with or yeah, with the Detroit Lions? I want to I want to hold off on that because I don't know the rest of the jet schedule. I think the Giants will eventually win a game because their defense is just solid. It's I'm just I'm defense. just asking who do we all think you know who would be the first? Oh, Jets, Jets team. all the way. That would Jets. be the more closer to getting that zero and sixteen record. Who would be the yeah, one yeah. the first yeah. hit? So, so you're saying if I have to pick a team of of these kind of lowly teams in the in the NFL that are going to end up going zero and sixteen, if I had to pick a team right now, if I had yeah, to pick a team, I would I would probably take the New York Jets because they're okay. so disgustingly horrible. There's been okay. some, you know, we're we're talking about listen about listen to this real quick. We're three weeks away from the NFL trade deadline. Mm -hmm. And there's been some rumors floating out there about Sam Darnold being in the trade market. Mm -hmm. um, and the Jets wanting to completely blow it up just because they traded away Jamal Adams to Seattle. They've traded away everything that they can possibly trade away outside of Jamison Crowder. Um, and so... You know, Sam Donald could go because if the Jets are going to be really that bad, then they're going to get the number one pick and they're they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. So, yep. um, I I would not uh, be surprised if I saw Sam Donald on the move here in the next, uh, you know, between one and three weeks, and and that's fine. You know, Sam Donald could end up in San Francisco. He can end up in a lot of different places. I just um, I just want and, fair, I want a fair shot in evaluating Josh Donald. Or Sam Sam Donald, sorry. I want a fair shot. At yeah, yeah. How good he is. Let me let me tell you this. This time last year, uh, Sam Donald for a hot minute was uh, leading the NFL in total QBR. So yeah. he has the talent. He has the ability. I just think that you have to give him a fair shot. Like you mm -hmm. can't just give him Jamison Crowder and expect him. Oh, go win us nine, ten games. Like with that, yeah, yeah. Coming off of mono last year in the way that he had mono, you cannot expect him to come out and just like absolutely deliver. I mean, you're talking about a Jets team that is historically bad year after year. They they have not been relevant in the nfl landscape since rex no since rex ryan was on the team oh, with darrell yeah. revis and all those guys they went to back-to-back -back afc yeah, okay. champion yeah yeah they haven't been good since then 
And so you can't expect them to, you can't expect Sam Darnold just to roll in the town and just be the savior of that team. It's just ridiculous. So I'm with you, Cam. Jets are the team. Okay. I could see yeah. that. Um, but, and of course, I'm just looking at it right now as we're sitting here week six. And of course, this, you know, I, I'm going to be keep, you know, going to keep saying this because it is 2020 and literally. <laughs> Anything is possible. Yes. Oh, so, we got to get that. Yes, we have to get I, that. I, that yeah, will be here on it. the next show. That will be here on the next show. But <laughs> yeah. So I would, heck, I would not even be surprised if we see the Falcons, if we see the Giants, and if we see the Jets in that 0-16 contention That's and for that first round, you know, first draft oh, pick right God. there. Because you, you gotta remember the Owen 16ers, they're bad, they're gonna be those Ofers are gonna be battling for that number one pick next year. So it's gonna be a very no. interesting to, you know to see these Ofer teams. Are they packing it up and saying, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna give it, we're gonna play a 60% game and we're just gonna say, you know, we're gonna we're going to take our chances in the draft and get that number one pick next year. Ooh, Snow, you might be on to something. So a lot the- of things can, is going to happen over these next weeks yeah. to see who is going to be playing for that 0-16 record and join that infamous cardiac cat <laughs> in 0-16 land. Okay, let's keep it rolling. Uh, we got the Ravens. Taking on the Eagles, Ravens sitting at four and one. Only loss they have is to the Chiefs. Eagles one three and one. They're not good. Uh, Baltimore favored by seven and a half. Um, I think this has potential to be our blowout of the week. I think the I think the Baltimore Ravens take care of Philadelphia by at least fourteen. Um, so I'm gonna go Baltimore in this one. I think Baltimore is still working on getting J.K. Dobbins going. I think I think what you saw last week from Patrick Queen, their first round draft pick linebacker that the Seahawks were rumored to draft between between him and uh Jordan Brooks. Um we'll we'll see what Jordan Brooks ends up being. But um I think we're in a situation where uh Baltimore is scary because they are testing out a lot of their rookies and it, a lot of things remain to be seen. I go Baltimore in this one. Snow, you got the dead Raven up there, it seems like. So what's going on there? Who you got in this one? Hey, do not look at me like that. I I know what you're thinking, man. All right. Come hey. I know you did, but it's still okay. Baltimore and Philly. This is this, I mean, I it should be an easy pick. You know, Philadelphia is just Actually, I, I have it right here. The season. And, of course, Cowboy Cam out there, you know, hey, you need to go control that fire, that dumpster fire out there for the NFC East, man. Let it burn. Let <laughs> it burn. Oh, yeah, just let it burn. But I, I could go the cheesesteaks and, you know, get you know get my upset right here. But wait a minute. I. 
I have not been drinking, so I'm going Baltimore. Give me that Raven in the Battle of the Birds right now. All right. You know what? As as fast as as fast as Cowboy Cam is over here. Um, getting the fire extinguisher or water for that matter and throwing it on top of this dumpster fire that is the NFC East. Just as fast as he's doing that, Philly is over here throwing gas right on top of it. And they're just keeping the <laughs> fire going. Thing burning. They, they, they like to see it burn, you know. Um, and, and it is what it is. You know, Philly's like, man, when everything's burning, we have a chance. And they like that. So Cowboy Cam... In the house, what's going on? Tell me what you tell me what you think about this game. You got Philly taking on Baltimore. Baltimore favored by seven and a half. This is a noon time slot. Seven and a half points favored to Baltimore. Who do you got in this one? Is this even a question? Is this, is this <laughs> a joke? Well, I mean, joke? we we've had moments where you pick the other team, and we have these funny moments, but of course. We got have no, it. I just, I just watched Philadelphia against the Steelers. It's they're not ready for Baltimore. Uh, so give me Baltimore. They're gonna man. They're gonna Baltimore's gonna do whatever they want on this uh, Philadelphia defense. And like this is literally an unbiased opinion. Like the Eagles are not good right now, and they have to protect Carson Wentz this week because that Ravens defense is gonna have ears pinned back, and they're gonna be coming after him. So, yeah, give me the Ravens. Okay, next up, we have a good old AFC North battle. Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland sitting at 4-1. and one. Pittsburgh sitting at 4-0. and oh. um, Pittsburgh, in, in, in a Ooh. normal non-COVID football season, the uh, they would both be 4-1 and one because we all know that if the Steelers line up against the Titans, that the Titans would have won that game. But that's fine. Um, so they're about as even as it gets. Uh, Pittsburgh favored by three and a half points. Um, let me see. Good old snowman. Who do you got in this one? Uh, I, I I could I there's something I, I want to say with this, but Pittsburgh versus Cleveland, the dog pound versus the steel city of Pittsburgh, PA. I could hedge my you know hedge my bet and double down and go with Cleveland. They they worked for me last week against that. Big Ben, oh, that's that a, that a real tough one, especially since we're, they're playing in the ketchup bottle in Pittsburgh, PA, Heinz Field. Um, you know what? I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to be barking with the Browns. All right. All right. Okay. It's getting interesting. Let me get loose. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Uh, I know where Cam's going, but for the sake of arguments, Cowboy Cam, who do you have in this one? Pittsburgh favored by three and a half. 
Man, you tripping, dog. Baker ain't ready for them Steelers. And uh, if y'all remember what happened last time, Miles Garrett was taking off helmets and swinging them. You know, it was complete madness. Out <laughs> that's when oh. that's when the Steelers didn't have Big Ben. You know, their their leader, and he's back. All right, and so uh, the Steelers are going to look a lot better. So give me the Steelers over the Browns. I think Baker's going to find a way to throw another two interceptions. Just watch. Okay. This is, this is uh, we got we're this is gonna be the rematch of the <laughs> brawl. So we might get another brawl this time. Oh god. No, there's no fans. So I, I don't I just don't I don't feel like I don't know if the intensity would be there. Still, one uh, wrong yeah. chirp, one wrong chirp, because we could all hear it at home. And it's are you ready? Are you ready? Let's, Let's get, get it on. on. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about this for a second. If you listen back to last week's podcast, one of the things I talked about was the reason that the Dallas Cowboys lost to the Cleveland Browns was because they did not force Baker Mayfield to beat them. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Baker Mayfield is, is absolutely as close to mediocre as it gets. Like, um, right off, literally mediocre. If we're talking 32 teams, right? Is that what mm -hmm. we're talking, Snowman? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 32. We're talking 32 teams. Uh-huh. Okay. Baker Mayfield is 16. He's mediocre. Yeah, He's right, right in the middle. Okay. So, let's go there. Um, Nick Chubb's still on IR, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. Kareem Hunt's the starter, right? And he's still he's banged up. And he's banged up. Okay. Um, Miles Garrett's a real deal. Every, I think everyone across the league can agree with that. He's great. Um, Pittsburgh favored by three and a half. It, it, it's, huh. For me, it's that Odell and Baker combination that's been working. Strangely nope. for me. Completely disagree. What? Disagree. That's Don't fall for it, Snow. It hasn't been working. Listen, just because Baker was able to um and Odell was able to burn the Cowboys in such a way on a uh, nationally televised game does not mean that he's gonna do that against every team. It's funny because um, Baker didn't I have Baker no didn't throw I, Odell I, I, the first That's a funny thing. Yep. Um, Jarvis Landry, Jarvis Landry. <laughs> uh, um, and that was an absolute dime for the record. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna take Pittsburgh in this one. I think that three and a half is probably right about the range that I would I would give a spread. Um, yep. AFC North against AFC North, divisional opponents going one on one. Um, anytime this, anytime the Steelers play a divisional opponent, they always, they always are like trying to kill them. Yeah. Um, but I think, although I don't oh. think the Steelers are a real team in the AFC, uh, hierarchy, I do think that the Steelers are good enough to force Baker Mayfield to beat them. And anytime <laughs> you do that, I think that. Baker Mayfield will not do that. This isn't Oklahoma, and you're playing against. This isn't Oklahoma, and you're playing against the weak ass Big Twelve. 
you're playing against <laughs> NFL caliber defenses. And I think Big Ben has enough and the Pittsburgh Steelers have enough to take care of business here. And I'm going to take them over the Browns by three points. Well, Go ahead, Snow. how I'm looking and of course, right now, the NFC North, they are in a three headed dog fight right now in the North it is a three headed dog fight with Pittsburgh on top at four and Oak. I mean, they had an, a week off. You, so. you mean you mean the AFC North? You said yeah. The sorry, AFC I meant North. AFC. Yeah. Sorry, this is a yeah. three-headed monster right now in the AFC North. Pittsburgh on top at four and Baltimore right behind them by one game. You know, overall four and one, but Baltimore's got the two and division. You know, lead and Cleveland four and one. And they're split on the division. So this right here is going to probably be a determining factor in who represents the North for AFC. I would not be surprised, you know, if we get, you know, closer to the end of the season and this game dictates who is going to be in the driver's seat, at least with Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Because, uh, of course, Baltimore still has, you know, they still got to play uh, a or actually, while they have they have a two and zero record in the division, it's going to be a very interesting and uh, AFC North, to say the least. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Let's let's keep it moving. We got Chicago taking on Carolina. Carolina's favored by one and a half. Chicago sitting at four and one. Carolina is sitting at three and two. Um, you have Mike Davis going against his former team in Chicago. You have a real deal Chicago defense, um, showing up and really highlighting, uh, everything, you know, uh, Nick Foles last week, didn't look great to begin with, figured it out, uh, later in the game. So we'll continue to, uh, keep an eye on that and see if, see if there's a real deal there. Um, we have, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Khalil Mack taking care of business on that D line and, and, uh, Khalil Mack let you know real quick. And I actually forgot to talk about this in the earlier game when we were talking recaps. Um, if you, if, if you look back to the Thursday night game last week with Chicago and Tampa Bay, you would see that. Chicago almost lost the game. And mm-hmm. the reason they almost lost the game was because of former right guard for the Seattle Seahawks, Jermaine Effetti, um, gave up pressure after pressure after pressure after sack after sack. I mean, like, he's terrible. Foles couldn't have two seconds to pass. Um, it was either Jermaine Effetti for a penalty. Jermaine Effetti getting beat. Jermaine Effetti whiffing on a block, and 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 the D line came in to sack Foles. Um, so keep an eye on that this week when the Carolina Panthers roll to town. Um, let's go, Cam. Cam, who you got in this one? Carolina favored by one and a half. It's tough. Teddy B is cooking right now. Teddy B and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, they're cooking. Uh, And this is tough for me because I've been picking the Bears and I've been picking the Panthers. 
And I think I'm going to stay with the Panthers. Give me the Panthers over the Bears. I don't like it, but, yeah, I'm going to take it. Okay, Snow, who do you got? Yeah, last week, Chicago beating Tampa Bay in the Thursday night game. Of course, bonehead play from Mr. Brady. Uh, they look good. I'll give it that. They looked good last week. It was a tough Thursday night game. And the Panthers, you know, their opponents that they've played so far have been so-so. I haven't been really sold as much with the Panthers. I mean, sitting at three and two. The Bears are just looking a hair better at sitting at a four and one, at least right now. And while this scares me a little bit, the Bears are one of two teams to have each game decided by one score this season. Six, we're six weeks in, and they're one of two teams to have every game so far decided Wait. by one score, a score. That's a scary, you know, sitch. While I don't want to go against the Bears in, you know, in the fact that they've been pulling out this, I don't want to go again. I don't want to pick Carolina. Just I haven't trust them as much. So give me the monsters of the midway shake. I'm gonna make you pay for that one. Yep. I'm winning this week. I'm winning this week. You know, I'm really glad you said that, Snow. I'm really glad you said that. Uh, you know what? This week we're going with the team that <clears throat> I've consistently said was going to be a bottom five team in the NFL. They're going to be a top five drafting team in the NFL. But there's no way that you can look at the landscape of the NFC and look at a team like this and think that Teddy Bridgewater is not absolutely cooking right now. And so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, they're here. Christian McCaffrey's on his way back. They're cooking. They're doing what they got to do. Give me the Carolina Panthers in this one. Taking care of the Chicago Bears, who are a fake four and one team for the record. Um, they <laughs> will still end up in huh. I want to say third place in the NFC North, but potentially second because their defense is legit. I think their yeah. offense is fake, but um they have Allen Robinson and nothing else. But um I'm gonna take the Carolina Panthers in this one, and then we're gonna move on to the Lions taking on the Jaguars. Detroit is favored by three. <clears throat> Cowboy Cam, who you got in this one? Give me, uh, give me, give me the Lions. Oh my gosh, give me the Lions. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, Lions. Ugh. I don't feel comfortable even saying it. Hey, Snow, for me. Hey, wait, wait. Hey, is it is it in Detroit? No, it is it's down in Jacksonville. Not in Detroit. Oh, never mind. Give me, give me the sorry. Give me, yeah, give me the Jags. Never mind. Give me the Jags. Yeah. What the snow fuck? for me? <laughs> snow for me. Go ahead and play that Gardner Minshew soundbite in the house. 
I know it's uh, there. I know you got hey. it. Hey, Boomer, you're up. Me, 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 you! Absolutely. Um, Gardner Minshew in this one. Um, I'm going to take the Jags. It's in Jacksonville. Um, it's really hard for me to bet against Gardner Minshew if he's if he's not playing at against a team that's like really that much better. Yeah. Detroit's not a good yeah. football team. Um, and so it's hard for me. I mean, you're talking about a one and three team going against a one and four team. Like, dude, come on. Are you serious? So uh give me the Jacksonville Jaguars in this one. And Snowman is to you. Literally, cowboy. I was like, I was so ready for you, you know, to like, where did you go? Where did you go? What I, what I, happened I only, to you? I only like the Lions when they play in Detroit. I, I would have been like, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> <laughs> I would I was ready for that for you, but but of course you decided not to go with the and you went. And you smartened up because we are all Minshew Mania. Brother, because we're all rolling with them Jags. Okay, let's move on to our lock of the week. We have the New York Jets 0 5 taking on the Miami Dolphins at 2 and 3. Sunday at 3.05 on CBS, Miami's favored by nine and a half points. Is there a soul on these airwaves who is taking the New York Jets? Because if we can just handle this real quick. No, we're not. Um, no. God, no. God, no. No. <laughs> okay. Miami across the board, everyone agrees. Okay, great. I think it would be if we all, if anyone chose the Dolphins. Or sorry, anyone. If anyone shows the Jets, it would be. Help! 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 Save me! Help! Save me! Help! <laughs> we would. We would all be. You know, needed drug testing. We would need COVID testing because we would be crazy. So yes. absolutely. Now, now Give let's move on. Balls. We all chose. We all choose Miami. In that one. Let's move on to a game that's actually very interesting. Sunday, three twenty-five. We have. The Green Bay Packers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Green Bay is favored by one. I know the Seattle guys are probably rooting for Tampa Bay because they want to see Green Bay lose just because we're both 5-0, and whatever. Um, but, Cam, I'm going to start with you. Tampa Bay, uh, sorry, Green Bay is favored by one, 325, Sunday afternoon, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Who do you got? Give me Green Time Bay. Out, Snow, where's, where's this game at, Snow? Is it in Green Bay? It is. Yeah, give on me Green Bay. Bay. Okay. It um, is on the Bay. Preston Smith the is pirate ships roar. <laughs> hey, uh, Preston Smith is a Darian Smith. I'm going to have a field day with this Tampa Bay offensive line. My Lord. And then now I think they got the highest paid nose tackle and Kenny Clark as well. Like, this is not a good matchup once again for Tampa Bay. Uh, that def if, if the defense can get some takeaways from Aaron Rodgers, which doesn't happen, then the Tampa Bay would have a chance. But, no, give me the Packers, and I think they win easily. Okay, Snow. 
I'm going to have to disagree with you on the win easy part. I think they're going to win, okay. but it's not going to be easy as you're thinking because Green Bay has had 30 plus points and zero giveaways in four straight games. That is why they are sitting at 4 0. I would be hard pressed not to pick Green Bay. Granted, it is going to be at the home of the Super Bowl this year, but still, that pirate ship right now can stay docked because I went to go grab some cheese because I'm rolling with them cheese heads. <laughs> okay, let's think about this for a second. Green Bay's coming off of a bye, which means they've had almost two full weeks to look at Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Tampa Bay or do you think Green Bay loses this game? Nope. No. I don't at all. Um, I'm a, I'm gonna take Green Bay. I like Green Bay in this one. I think that there is a I think that there's a reality where Green Bay can screw up and lose a game that they're not supposed to lose. Yeah. I think that that can happen to Seattle. I think that can happen to Kansas City or any other team for that matter. But I will I will say that this is not the week. I think Green Bay wins this game just because they've had too much time to prepare. So give me Green Bay in this one. And as Stephen A. Smith has said about Aaron Rodgers, that is a bad man yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. So let's go next. We got Sunday, Sunday night football. Night. Rams 49ers NFC West battle. Um really hoping for the 49ers to beat the Rams here. That'd be nice. Um we know it's not gonna happen. Probably not gonna happen. Rams favored by three and a half. NFC West battle. Uh Snow, who you got in this one? Um and literally we can actually legitimately call this uh a battle of the three remaining California teams. There's only three left. There's no Raiders. They moved on down to the slot machine of the bright lights of Las Vegas. So there will be no four-way tie of who's going to be the worst L- you know, California team. There might be a three-way tie, but still. <laughs> but <laughs> this time around, the Rams have allowed one past, you know, TD or fewer in four of their last five games. I am not sold on the Niners at home to stop those damn Hollywood Rams. Give me those Hollywood Rams. Uh, okay. I'm, right, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. I'm going Rams. Uh, the 49ers are just not healthy enough um to handle this Rams offense. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that one. You know, today I was looking at some stats. Um I'm gonna take the Rams in this one because I think the Niners aren't good, but I I just want to throw out a couple things. I was looking at some stats. Jalen Ramsey has allowed oh. a, a a a all time low uh amount of passing yards on him. Um, 
And so the the Rams are wondering, is it money well spent for Jalen Ramsey? I would say number one, yes, it is money well spent. Money uh, well number at two. First I, at first I said it was crazy, but no, that worked every dime. Yep. Number two, the reason that Jalen Ramsey has allowed that many yards is because DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson has not come to town. So understand that because even last year, DK Metcalf as a rookie was killing Jalen Ramsey. He was cooking left and right, dude. Russell Wilson, you're talking about the best quarterback in the NFL currently doing his thing at the level that he's doing it. And so uh, we'll, we'll let them live for a couple more weeks until we until we square off. But um, Jalen Ramsey, definitely worth the money, dude. Worth the money. Uh, you need you need a good corner, and so good for the Rams locking that in. I take the Rams over the 49ers. The 49ers aren't going to be able to match the offensive firepower that the Rams have, and so I think the Rams can win by it. You know, I would say at least ten. And so uh, there's that one. Uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, it's actually going to uh, Cam. I don't know if you've looked at it, but it's actually going to start at 4 p.m. Texas time, uh, which will be. This would be the. This is not fun Monday night football. This is Monday afternoon. I hate you. I hate you <laughs> so much. Get this off is, the well, it de- This is Monday night. De- Monday hey, afternoon. No. <laughs> no, it depends how old you are. If you're a 65 year old married couple, yeah, then 4 p.m. True. is definitely nighttime for you. You know true. what? So we go look here. Y'all are y'all trying to get us beat up by some old people. Y'all y'all better cut it out <laughs> for real. Somebody's grandma is pissed right now. Um, <laughs> 65 anyway, <is> old. <laughs> Monday, Monday, you got the Chiefs taking on the Bills, the battle of the four and one teams. Kansas City's Ooh. favored by three and a half. Uh, Snowman, who you got in this one? Uh, this one's going to be a good afternoon game for everybody. It is in Buffalo. Ooh. So it's going to be, you know, Gonna be a good game up there, Buffalo, New York, for everybody. Uh, maybe a little chilly. Maybe a little, little chilly or little, what? A little chilly, a little chilly. It is that you know, New York. It's getting into the fall, so it's gonna be a little yeah. chilly. Little chilly. Um, Casey has won three of the last four games versus Buffalo. Not against this job. And true. However, <laughs> however, I think because. Kansas City losing to the Vegas Raiders at home this past week has set a fire under their ass, and they are pissed off, and they want to beat up those Buffalo Bills, and they want to take out all of their, oh, aggression. So, um, uh, Buffalo... It's going to be a bad day. So give me them Chiefs. Whack, 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 whack. Go ahead, Cam. You know what? I can say the same thing about the Bills. Everything you just said about the Chiefs, I can turn around and say about the Bills. Um, 
man, it, it does make me kind of suspicious that Josh Norman is a starting cornerback for the Bills because the Bills' starting corners are out. You know what? No, never mind. I just talked myself out of it. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, if the Bills' corners were fully healthy, which they have probably the best tandem of uh, corners uh, in the NFL, if both of those guys were healthy, I'd probably go Buffalo. But, you, no, you're right. Give me the Chiefs over the Bills. Yeah, I would have been on with you with yeah. you know, the Bills yeah. getting wood on yeah. the Titans, getting wooded by them Titans this past week and getting their butts handed to them. But, again, Vegas – or sorry, Raiders and Chiefs. That one, everybody was picking, was picking Chiefs big time for that. Heck, I jumped on that KC train, and look what happened. I, I, I it's one of those. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. So, yeah, I, I you, you know what? I'm gonna let you guys go ahead and do what you're doing, but. I'm not taking KC. I think KC right. drops two straight. I, I, I'm going to go with Buffalo here. This is a little bit of a risky pick on my part, and, and that's fine. But I, I think that Buffalo really wants to prove that they're an AFC powerhouse. Um, I think Josh Allen – and Snow, I agree with everything you said about, about KC. And, this, and, and just like Cam said, all those same things can be said for, uh, can be said for Buffalo – Cam was able to talk himself, it seems like, out of choosing <laughs> Buffalo. But uh, but I'm going to go ahead and roll forward with Buffalo. I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo is going to get back to their hard-nosed style defense that you saw last year. And, and, and in the early uh, two, three weeks this season, you've seen Buffalo play some hard-style defense. I think Buffalo is going to upset Kansas City here. Um, I'm not saying it's to be a, by a lot, probably by one, two, three points. I mean, it's not going to be by really anything, but um, I'm going to take Buffalo in this one um, just because it's the it's grit, man. You know what it is? It's you know, yeah. I, I talked about it earlier. I was wrong on Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is going to come out to play and he's going to show that he belongs to be there. And so um, um Let's see here. Let's go ahead and so, move on to our next one. So, so basically, Mr. Mike is the only one who's going to be doing this. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Yep, he's the only one. He's the only one riding that wagon this week. Listen, <laughs> if they, if they, if the Bills don't circle the wagon, I will. I'll do something crazy. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but okay. listen, I, I really think that the Bills got it, dude. I think that they can win. They have enough pieces to be able to win. They're one of those teams that any anytime they play someone, you know, like you were talking about Miami earlier, you're talking about them being a thorn in the side. I think Buffalo can be a thorn in the side for a lot of AFC contenders. I think Buffalo – was definitely a thorn in the side for Tennessee last night before it got out of hand late. But I think yeah, Tennessee, yeah. Was, Tennessee was like, damn, for a minute, you know, and they were able to figure it out. But, um, yeah, I'm rolling with the Buffalo. So let's go ahead and move on to this last game. Last game, Monday Night Football, 715 
Texas time. We got Arizona favored by two over the Dallas Cowboys. Cam, I'm going to let you go ahead and start. Where do you think this game is going? And we need a score prediction on this one because this is the last game of the schedule for week six. Dallas Cowboys sitting at two and three atop the NFC East with the most disgusting record you've ever seen in your life. Um, Taking on the Arizona Cardinals, who are in third place in the NFC West at three and two. Cam, tell me where you're at. Well, normally, you know, you guys, I break down the game. Like I do a quick breakdown and then always usually just pick the Cowboys. Um, But I got to be realistic about it. Uh, We're missing our starting quarterback. We're missing two starting tackles. Uh, our defense gives up still the probably NFL record most the most points in NFL history. So once again, one of the best football players I've ever seen, Colin Murray, is coming to town with DeAndre Hopkins. Give me the Cardinals, thirty-five to twenty-eight. I don't. I think Andy Dalton's going to play fine. Uh, but I just don't think he'll be able to crack 30 points. And I just that what did you just say? Huh? Did you just say what I thought you said? What? Oh Andy my Dalton god. Oh my god. Then I'm gonna I pick cannot the believe- Oh my god, I can't believe you're doing this. This Our is blowing is my bad. freaking mind right now. I, I mean, yeah, bad. they've been bad all season. Yeah. Okay, continue. Yeah. Oh. Play that one more time, Snow. Play it one more time. What the f***? Hey, look yes. here. This is look here. The, the reason you got me on the show is because I'm unbiased. I'm an unbiased Cowboys fan. And no, our defense is so bad that I don't necessarily trust in the defense to hold Arizona under 30 points. Now, if they if they hold Arizona Arizona under 30 points, the Cowboys can win. But we haven't done it. We haven't done it. We haven't held any team under 30 points. So give me the Cardinals 35-28 over the Dallas Cowboys. As crazy as I think you are, I think you're spot on. Um, but I just didn't expect I didn't expect that analysis coming from you just because it's like I've said this as long as I've been doing podcasting. If you're not a homer, then you're a terrible fan. Everyone loves their team. And so I, you know. You'll never see me on this podcast go against the Seahawks. I mean, well, I'm just always. Always, I don't have my starting quarterback. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That's um, true. That's true. But uh, yeah, you know, you said thirty-five twenty-eight. Let me get twenty-eight twenty-four Arizona. Okay. Go ahead, okay. Snow. Twenty-eight twenty-four. Yep. Okay. I'm about to do something. Are you going to pick the ball? Oh, God. (laughs) I'm about to say something that I don't normally do. Actually, I actually kind of have been doing for a while, but I agree with Cowboy Cam. While it is scary to think that Dallas right now 
is in first place in that NFC lease dumpster fire that is smoldering out back at, hit, at Cowboy Cam right now. Hot. And, you know, they don't have their, their starting quarterback. You have, what, two not – you lost your two starting tackles? Yes. So – and you have Andy Dalton coming in. Now, I said it before earlier in the show that the, he's a reliable court. He was he's a good quarterback. He's, yeah. he's one, you know, he's a great backup quarterback right now. However, and I mean this with the biggest however I could possibly say. Cam, you are actually picking, you know, I, I think it might be a smart idea because right now, as I'm speaking these words. Andy Dalton has lost not one, not two, not three. He has lost four straight Monday night football games. Yo. On, he has lost that. four straight on Monday night. And right now... The way that the defense is rocking in Dallas, and again, this will be in Dallas in Jerry World. I do not see this defense stepping up when it they when it's the when most. It matters when, when it, it matters yes. when the game yes. is on the line. Yes, when when it's clutch time. Yes, preach. Talk dirty to me. Preach it. It is literally going to be a Houston. We have a problem, and just you know, it's going to be trouble in Big D. Because as I, as I have said before, you might want to call the Texas Rangers because <laughs> Alice is missing that D because <laughs> they can't find the D. They need oh, to put out a search party for that D. But. It's okay. going to Let, be a Arizona Cardinal two-step in Dallas because Arizona is going to – I'm picking the cards, and I'm going to go – I don't want to pick between you. Uh, I actually think that this is going to be a 20 uh, – uh, I'm gonna. I'm. Let me look back at what their last game was to you, because uh, I think it might be. Oh, it's not gonna be that close. Okay, I'm actually gonna go 27. And I'm sorry to say this, but 27 to 17. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Let me let me bring up a couple of things. I I want everyone to understand that. At a certain point, if you watched this last game against a New York Giants team that is atrocious and can't score points because they suck, um, in the beginning of the game, Dallas was down 17-3. Yeah. And they needed a scoop and score off of a fumble for a touchdown and then an own touchdown of their own just to draw even. Okay? Philly special, so, though. Philly special. Yeah. So... I, I want I want you to understand that, um and and so I think that Dallas gets down in every game that they play. They get down early, 
Um, and I think without Dak and subbing in Andy Dalton into that position, they're not going to be able to come back the way that they have. Uh, Arizona can score. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray can make you look bad if you aren't on your game. And so I think if Dallas isn't on their game with all their missing pieces um, in the secondary and all of their, you know, Tristan Hill is a D tackle. He's out for the season. Gone. Um, They're hurting big time. And so we're in a situation now where uh, Dallas – I think that they lose this game. I think that they they probably keep it a little bit close, but if they're not careful, they can find themselves into a blowout situation if they're not careful. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, mm-hmm. I mean, when you factor in injuries and all those things, those, those things are scary. And so uh, I just wanted to say that. But, but remember, uh, we all go Arizona in this one. Um, and if, Snow, any closing thoughts? Well, I mean, of course, we're all going with Dallas, and I've got one, two, two little quick things. Of course, we're all thinking Dallas, you know, the Dallas way of be patient, just wait. They will not <laughs> you down. They are an accident waiting to happen. Is going to happen, <laughs> and won't be no accident. Go- <laughs> I, I know, but it'll be on purpose. But <laughs> going back and looking at our picks very quickly, um, we may have a situation again where I would not be surprised if we're sitting here for the fourth straight week where we're looking at Monday night again, where we're at, sitting at a tie because Mike is has one pick where it's different from cam and i i have what two uh, it looks like i have one i have two picks different from you guys and cam has one so i love it so again guys i would not be surprised again it's 2020 i cannot emphasize this enough it is 2020 crazier things have happened and we could be sitting here literally one week from tonight tied once again for the fourth straight week and the tiebreaker comes down to dallas and arizona it's going to be crazy i not happening. Not happening because the damn Bills are going to win. Okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> hey, all I need is Cleveland and I need Chicago. Right. I, I need those you. two. I need those two. Or if we're, you know, one of those two has to win. And of course, Cam's pick has to win. The Giants have to win. So as long as all of our picks are. You know, as long as I have a one, one out of two, and you two have a one, you know, are perfect on your different picks, we're going to be sitting here next week looking at Arizona and the score. Literally, just we're nervous. (laughs) Oh my God. We're going to be just so nervous and saying, Help! Help! Somebody save me! Help! But yeah. It's it, it's uh, gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun week, guys. Okay, 
here we go. Um, my man next to me is the snowman. You can catch him at flexnet underscore PW elite going live tomorrow night, Thursday night, talking everything professional wrestling week in review. He'll be doing his thing. Cowboy cam. You can find him at his Facebook page. Cowboy cam on Twitter at cowboy cam 11, uh, talking all the Cowboys news, breaking it down. You can find me on Twitter at flex Mike 11, uh, running the Facebook page for the flex network, uh, at, uh, the flex network on Facebook. You can find the flex network on Twitter at the flex network one. Um, there's a lot of things going on, uh, in this world of COVID sports. And, uh, there's a lot of news breaking constantly, it seems like. And so just follow us on all those platforms. Do us a favor, hop over to YouTube, uh, search the flex network on YouTube, subscribe to our channel. If you click that little bell on the right hand side, you'll get notifications every time we go live, every time we do our thing, uh, we will be there. So until next week, as for me, Flex Mike, Cowboy Cam, and the Snowman, we will catch you guys later. Peace out.